0: Welcome to Will and Way. I'm Mary J. If you have things you want to accomplish, if average isn't okay with you, if you want to build the future, but you're also not superhuman and want to enjoy your life today, too, you're in the right place. Here we explore how to think better, feel better, and live better in brief but beefy episodes that offer motivation, the will, and practical how-tos, the way. So you always have a next step. I am turning 37 this month. So I wanted to share some things that I wish I would have known 20 years ago. And originally I thought about just sharing these on Instagram and I may also share them there, but then I decided I want to share them on the podcast too, so that I can expound on some things that, um, would be helpful to be expounded on. (laughs) So I'm going to make it two parts because 37 things in one episode would be way too many things. And I'm also going to ask you to, before we even start, to be on the lookout or on the listen (laughs) for one thing, just one thing that you either didn't know or that you've forgotten that might help you. Because I know if I had known these things and really grasped them 20 years ago, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. But I didn't. Uh, But I'm going to share them with you all in case you might not know them yet or in case you needed to be reminded. And hey, I'm reminding myself at the same time. Number one, you are not your work. Even at 17, I was so thinking about what I want to be, because being a lawyer or a chef or an actress or an FBI agent, all of those things I thought about. <laughs> I think at 17 I wanted to be a prosecuting attorney. Um but I was so focused on what I wanted to be because to me that was going to be my identity was what I did for a living. But you are not what you do for a living. It's part of what you do, but it is not all of what you do. So don't obsess over finding that one thing that you are going to be because it is not who you are. Number two, your value does not come from what you accomplish. I always wanted to get good grades and be good at everything that I did and um, was very much and I didn't even realize it, very much focused on thinking that my value was on what I did or did not do. But that's not where your value comes from. You have value just because you are a person. So your value does not come from what you accomplish. Number three, you do not have to be good at everything. At this point in my life, I would do things that I was good at. And if I was not good at them, I would not do them. So the, the thing that comes to mind, front of mind immediately is sports. Was not good at sports, so would not do them. Um, music. Was not good at music, so would not do it. I think I was in my youth group choir maybe or something like that. But you know, I'm okay at singing. like, eh. But playing piano or any sort of instrument, I'm not naturally gifted at it. And at this point, I did not realize how much of being gifted is actually just hard work. Um, But if I wasn't good at something, I wouldn't do it. So you do not have to be good at everything. Number four, exercise is a gift, not a punishment or something you only do to lose weight. And at this age, I would have said, um, I don't believe you. (laughs) <laughs> I would have said that for very many years longer, and I would have told myself, read The Joy of Movement by Dr. Kelly McGonigal. It wasn't published yet, but it uh, really poses the argument for exercise very, very well. I highly recommend it. Here's something else that might have been around back then, and it is a quote from Dr. Michael Craig Miller, who is assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, For some people, it works as well as antidepressants. So that is the value of exercise. A side note, just because you hate cardio outside in Florida during PE class does not mean you hate all forms of movement. So all of those things, I would roll into one. Exercise is a gift, not a punishment. Or something you do only to lose weight. Number five, strive to be strong, not skinny. Ugh, I wish, wish, wish I would have known this 20 years ago. Strive to be strong, not skinny. Number six, take yourself less seriously. I have always been a serious kid, <laughs> older than my age, and um, I could have had a lot more fun in my life. <laughs> so take yourself less seriously. Number seven, you can't do everything on your own and you're not supposed to. The idea that we can't ask for help or that we can't join with others to accomplish things uh, is really common, but it's really wrong. You are supposed to ask for help and you are supposed to join with others to accomplish things. You are not supposed to be doing everything on your own. We are created for community. Number eight, Strive to get better much more often than you strive to be good. Dr. Heidi Grant says this in her book, Succeed, How We Can Reach Our Goals. Get better goals lead you to handle difficulty gracefully, persist in the face of challenge, find interest and enjoyment in what you do, use better strategies, and seek the right kind of help when you need it. When you're striving to get better... You are less likely to blame bad things that happen on something about you that can't be changed. So you don't get quite so depressed. And that's good news because it means that by emphasizing getting better over being good, we can help both ourselves and others to live lives less burdened by emotional pain and its terrible consequences. So this is kind of similar to what I said earlier in that you can't be good at everything, but it's... um, kind of a a different side of it. Strive to get better much more than you strive to be good. And I would strive to be good almost all the time instead of striving to get better, because if I wasn't good at something, I wouldn't even do it. Strive to get better. Number nine, you see what you look for. So look for the good. If you are always looking for The bad or the wrong or for your weaknesses, then you will always find them. But if you're looking for what's good and what you did well and what your strengths might be, then you will also find those. Number 10, breathe deeply every day, even just for one minute. I was going to say get enough sleep here, but I know that 20 years ago I would have absolutely ignored it though I did love sleeping in on Saturdays. So instead, breathe deeply every day, even just for one minute. Number 11, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. How many times do we get frustrated because so-and-so is such-and-such or did such-and-such and we get so frustrated with them because they're not the way that we think that they should be or Maybe they aren't the way that they should be, period, and there's no thinking about it. You know, people should not be dishonest, period. Um, But you can't change those other people. You can only change yourself. So save yourself the struggle and accept that fact. Which leads to number 12. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Annoying things, bad things will happen. But you can decide to let them be like sandpaper chafing against you or put the sandpaper down. Uh, Here's an example. Um, Our neighbor's dog is this cute old little Lhasa Apso. And the poor guy is blind. And so whenever you go outside or our dogs go outside, he will bark constantly. Um... And so I could let this really, really annoy me because he's barking constantly or I can just accept he's barking constantly, it's happening, and not allow myself to be caused pain by this thing that is not going to change and instead just think about how cute the poor guy is and how sad it is that he's blind. So, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. Number 13, sugar ages you. So right now, I barely have sugar. But there were some times in my life where I was pretty addicted to sugar. I had it a lot. And getting rid of a sugar addiction only takes a couple of weeks without it. But they're very painful. A very painful couple of weeks without it. So I wish I would have avoided that. And if I would have known that sugar aged you, I think I would have. Here's a little bit more science behind that. And it's how Unity Point Health explains it. Skin is composed of collagen and elastin, which make our skin supple and soft. Sugar causes cross linking of collagen, resulting in stiffening and loss of elasticity of our skin. The more sugar we have, the more our skin starts to suffer. Here are some ways that sugar takes its toll on the skin. Increased acne, appearance of wrinkles, sagging in neck and chin, development of dark spots, slower healing of cuts, scrapes, etc. Aging is part of growing older, but it's accelerated by sugar. Number 14. Skincare. Now. The song Wear Sunscreen by Baz Luhrmann had been really huge a few years before that, so I know if I would have told myself to wear sunscreen, I would have still ignored it because I ignored it from the song because I hated sunscreen, which I should have experimented to try to find a sunscreen that I didn't hate, which is what I've done recently, (laughs) and it works much better than just trying to make yourself like a sunscreen that you hate. But anyway. Skincare. If I would have told myself to do skincare every day back then, then I would be reaping the benefits of that now. Number 15. Life is about change. There's never a point where you arrive. Which I think I'd already heard that at some point, even at that age but I didn't really believe it. I thought, okay, yeah, maybe some people don't arrive, but other people do. You can actually arrive. But now I know that that is not the case. There is never a point where you arrive. Uh, You always want to be learning and growing, and there's never a point where everything and everything about you is perfect. It does not happen. Life is about change. Number 16, you are not supposed to know what's next. For some reason, I had the idea that you should always know exactly what's next. Um, I should know exactly what I'm going to major in and exactly what career I'm going to get after that and exactly where I'm going to live after that and exactly what I'm going to be doing 20 years from now. But that's, that's not how it's supposed to be. You aren't supposed to know what's next and trying to always have control over that or know exactly what that is just causes you pain because life takes you in directions that you don't expect. You're not supposed to know what's next. Number 17, stop obsessing over the right next thing. Now, with some things like who you marry, for instance, that's a huge decision that affects a ton of other decisions. And so you you can, and you should maybe, um, obsess over those types of huge situations, huge decisions. But for other decisions, like the major example, again, what you major in, it's not like there is one right thing to major in, and it is the golden standard, the trophy. And if you don't get that, then uh, your life is going to be a shambles because you didn't make that one right choice. Or... Um, you know, your first job or the next job that you take. If you don't make the one right choice, then, you know, everything else is going to be awful after that. In most cases, there are several different things that could be the right thing. So you need to evaluate them all and, and make the best decision, but don't obsess over it. Don't stress about it endlessly and cause yourself endless pain over the one right decision Things where there are actually several things that could be the right decision or just another step in your life instead of looking at every single decision as the one end all be all decision. Number 18, savor everyday moments, they're what life is made of. So if you strain together all the big moments, like those moments when you get the standing ovation or you get a promotion, or you get the job that you really wanted, or uh, when you get married, or when you climb to the top of the mountain and you look out for the first time. If you string those moments together, you would probably only end up with a few minutes. That's only a few minutes of your life. Most of your life is just the everyday things So you have to stop and learn how to savor those everyday things. You know, you the moments where you you hug your dad, or you pet your dog, or your niece smiles at you, or you laugh with your friends, you're reading a good book, you take the first bite of a meal that you made, you take the chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. Um, Those little things, you just have to stop and notice and savor them. Savor those everyday moments because they're what life is made of. And that is it for today. We have reached number 18 and we will cover the rest in our next episode. I hope that you found one today that you can um, rediscover or discover for the first time and implement. And I hope you will join me to hear the next few in our next episode. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review and don't forget to follow or subscribe until next time. Let's live well.